Greetings, and uh, today we're going to dive right into this session. And uh, today's message is entitled, It's My Time, or Is It? And uh, I'm going to be, we're just going to be talking today, and uh, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to be using my notes, and um, I don't want to miss anything today, so I really want to use the notes. And um, this is really important, so um, we just want to, let's just dive right into it. So the question is, how do we know when it's time to leave our ministry, to step on out, and let somebody else take over? And this question is not a, the answer to this question is not a simple one. It involves many different elements. And those elements have to be dealt with very honestly. Because otherwise you'll get a false reading here. If you, if you, if you don't treat these elements with honesty and sincerity. So, you have to keep in mind that God's concern is for the worker as much as it is for the work. And you need to ask yourself, where am I in my spiritual growth? You see, because ministry, during ministry, you should be growing. Does God still have some work to do in my life? That's another question you have to ask yourself. You see, when, you're when your service is the most difficult, when you're having the hardest time, chances are God may be doing his deepest work in your life at that point. Uh, that's just the way he does it. And he also uses the work to, uh, to build you as he prepares you for the next assignment, as well as for eternal service in glory. And, uh, you know, you don't want to get the wrong read here. We're not saying that you would leave ministry simply because it doesn't do anything for you. You know, you say, you get that feeling, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it anymore. Because that, that type of thing is pure selfishness. And the world is loaded with those kinds of people. We called them in earlier sessions, we called them pyramid climbers. Uh, you have those in the business world that are, the only focus they have is the career ladder and getting up to the top and they don't care what they do to get there. Um, so we don't want that kind of thinking in ministry, in our own specific ministries. We don't want that kind of thinking because that is pure selfishness. It's the stepping stone attitude, again, of the pyramid climbers, those ladder climbers uh, of the world. And so what we're, we're actually saying here is that you need to be very honest with yourself and you need to evaluate and see if you are still growing. Because guess what? If you're not growing the work will suffer. And look at the, if you get a chance, take a look at the record of uh, Joseph in prison in the Bible, and you'll see that God kept him in prison an extra two years because he was still, he still had work to do in that man's life. This, this, he was very young, Joseph. And God had a, additional work to do, so he kept him in prison another two years. And, um, you may know some people out there. Uh, this may come into place, uh, came in, come in uh, to place, especially with pastors, uh, because the life of a pastor can be very tough at times, probably a lot of the time. But anyway, uh, you may know somebody out there that after years of ministry, might be 5, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years of ministry in a church, that they may have thought it was definitely their time to leave. But guess what? No other doors had opened. And 
so they stayed. And then you had that next year, if it was 10 years you're there, the 11th year, if you were there 20, that 21st year. Um, it may very well be on that, that next year, everything changes. And, you know, doors open, uh, the, the work gets more fruitful, and they have a, a bigger, bigger blessing and more growth than they've ever had in their entire ministry. Um, you, I'm sure you know of people like that. I know I have. I know of people like that. And not only the pastor, if this was a pastor, uh, but the pastor and the people, his congregation, they would move, they may be moved to a new level of maturity because they are patient with each other. And that's the key word here, patience. And patience uh, means waiting on the Lord to work. So, it may, may very well be that that feeling that you have to leave may be God prompting you, telling you that it's time to move. But it's not to move out, it's to move up. To move up in maturity and not out into another ministry. So that's really important. Another element you have to consider is the state of the work itself. The, are, are the people that you serve able to get along if you weren't there? Can they handle change? Uh, can they handle a time of transition if you weren't there? Are there still major decisions, the group decisions that have to be made? Uh, or ministry opportunities that you were uh, looking to, uh, you know, you may be looking to expand or grow the ministry. Uh, are there any of those uh, decisions that have to be made? And, and you may, as a pastor, you may be counseling with people. Are there any resolved issues still in those, in those people that you're counseling? Have you planted some seeds that still need nurturing that only you can do? And if you leave, those seeds may just fall into, uh, what do we call it, um, unfruitful ground. These are only a few of the questions. There are many more, and you have to look to yourself. Um, and uh, you want to be a compassionate Christian worker that must ask the questions that you need to ask. You have to ask yourself these questions if you are a compassionate Christian worker. Um, and you have to do that before you ever hand in a resignation or walk, or just even walk off. There's people I've seen that just walk off the job, walk off the Christian ministry. They leave a pastor hanging, uh, even when they've basically known going in that it's the right thing to do to give notice. Uh, I mean, even in the business world, you usually give notice. I mean, you don't want to burn bridges, but it's just a common courtesy thing to do. And uh, But again... Christians are people, you know, that's the problem, Christians are people. But anyway, I'm saying that facetiously, but it's a serious issue. You may answer the question with, a new person can do it better. Have you ever said that? Have you ever felt inadequate or uh, that your decisions are not being, uh, uh, are not right? Or just in general, have you ever felt that, that, hey, someone else can do it better. I think I'll leave. And you may very well be right on this, by the way. And uh, it's not unusual for God to change his workers. One person plows, another sows, another waters, but all of them are doing God's work. We read that about in the Bible all the time. But you have to be careful here. Remember before we said honesty. 
You have to deal honestly with yourself. Just like you would do with other people. You, you have to be honest and true to yourself on this. Because uh, you have to be very careful. Because that, those words that came out of your mouth, somebody else can do it better. You have to make sure that that's not just an excuse for quitting. You know, sometimes we just look and talk ourselves into things. And we may be very well talking to ourselves, trying to talk ourselves into quitting. And we come up with this, someone else can do it better, just as a, in a guise, or just to satisfy ourselves and our egos, uh, in order that we can just walk away. And it also can be a veiled look or a veiled request for praise. You know, again, we've dealt with this also, that uh, you don't want to be working for, in order to get praise, you know, from other people. You want to get your... You want to get your satisfaction knowing that you're working for the Lord and He's the only one that you should want your praise from. You want God to say, hey, you've been a faithful servant, you've done what I asked you to do, and you let God work through you to His glory. And uh, But again, you know, people are people. And uh, sometimes you can veil that request. Uh, you, I'm sorry, veil... Uh, you have that. You ask that question, and that may be just a, a disguise, uh, for, uh, request for praise in disguise. Sometimes it's it's wise to confer with someone close to you. I call it the inner circle. Uh, I'm sure we all have inner circle. You know, you have your rings, inner, outer, and then it keeps going farther out. But anyway, especially if you're a pastor. Um, you have that really close inner circle. Uh, I mean, we all do. Um, but you may want to talk to someone in your particular inner circle uh, to get another perspective on the situation. Because we don't all think the same. Other people can maybe see something that we're not seeing. And again, sometimes if we're not dealing honestly with ourselves, they can set you straight. Uh, sometimes if our perceptions are guised by you know, our feelings and emotions, these other people can maybe set you straight. Uh, that's why I say inner circle, because it has to be people you trust. And you don't want to talk to too many people, okay, uh, because that just leads to confusion. And uh, not only that, but again, people are people, and there are those that would then talk to others, which would be the last thing that you want. Um, until you made your decision in the will of God, you want to keep that uh, circle small. Okay, keep the circle of confidants small. And uh, again, as I said before, let them be the most trusted and close people that you have. And uh, you know, you you would want to possibly uh, take your leaders into your confidence uh, because you're under their authority. However. You don't want to talk too much about your plans uh, because that may be giving them evidence that you're really not sure of yourself or that you're searching for uh, you're searching for somebody to tell you what to do. So you gotta you gotta weigh that one, okay? You, so you don't want to keep people hanging, and, but you don't want to really clue that people in if you're really going through something. Um, you don't want to clue them in because that may influence their decisions and um, cause them some grief that they don't really need to have. Alright, so now you've uh, 
waited on the Lord and you've prayed and you've talked to people you trust um, and to whom you are accountable, again, those that you work for, and you decided that God wants you to make a change. Here's the thing. You come to that decision that God wants you to make a change. I would still suggest that you wait before you write the letter of resignation, before you make that final step. Uh, you wait on the Lord. Wait on God uh, for some word from His word, or it could even be from something else. It could be when you're praising and worshiping. I remember, um, I remember a time when I was in a church, and you know, I was um, basically involved in a couple of churches. But on this given Sunday, uh, there was a new ministry starting, and I remember during praise and worship. Uh, that I was so moved by the praise and worship, I, I, I was my I was shaking, shaking inside. I, I and I, I really never ever felt that way before. So when after the praise and worship, they came up with this uh, ministry opportunity. I definitely knew that I had to do this. And the the bottom line is, after all was said and done, and I said yes. Uh, and I, then when I met with the gentleman that I would be responsible to, he told me that I was an answer to his prayers because he was praying for someone to come forth. So, you see, that was a God thing. There was no doubt in my mind, that shaking during that praise and worship, that's what I'm talking about here. Uh, and also, there are times, and I've had these as well, as well and I'm sure you have, uh, or you know of people that have had, these types of moments when you're reading the Word, when you're going through something, and you read before you read the Word, you pray about it. God will show you through His Scriptures, through His words on the written page, that uh, that uh, He'll give you words that will that will tell you what you need to do, and you need to wait on this kind of thing. So you, again, even after you went through all this, the things we talked about, talking to the people, blah blah blah. blah um, you just want to give God a, a, a chance to really uh, give you an answer that you really need to have. Um, you never want to let Scripture, uh, you, know, you never want to jump boat too soon. Okay, simple as that, because you want to make sure that God is in this. And this is God's order for your life, and this is where God wants you to go. Because then they'll be blessed. Everybody will be blessed if it's, if it's God telling you to make the move. Um, so again, um, I'm sure you know of uh, many, maybe not many, but I'm sure you know of at least one situation where um, this has happened to uh, individuals. So again, before you make the final decision, give the Lord time to talk to you from His Word. And keep in mind that, see, he may, be, he may do this at the very beginning of your struggle to determine what he wants you to do, or he may wait till later. Uh, but speak to you, he will, if you really want to know his will. If you really want to know what God's direction is for your life, uh, take a look at John 7, 17. Um, you'll know. Because he'll tell you. But you have to really want to know. And you have to go to him for, for this kind of advice. 
And um, your experience may be something uh, like Jacob uh, when he was considering leaving Laban and going back to Bethel. Uh, everything pointed to his departure, the circumstances around him, the attitudes of the people, and his own desires uh, within. But he didn't just move. Jacob waited for God's voice. And in Genesis 31, one, one, verses 1 to 3, he said, Now Jacob, now Jacob heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's. And from what was our father's, he has acquired all his wealth. And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban, and indeed it was not favorable toward him as before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. So was that, was, was, did Jacob get the word from the Lord to move? Yes, he did. But, even though it was the right time, and God told him what to do, Jacob made a big mistake, and this is, this is key here too, that he obeyed the word of God, but he didn't do it in the right way. So again, when you leave a ministry... You want to make sure that you do it in the proper way. You see, instead of trusting God and telling his father-in-law that he heard from God and God told him what to do, Jacob, see, this was a great opportunity for Jacob to bear witness. Uh, but he preferred to get away while the getting was good. Uh, he was fearful. Bottom line, he was fearful. And uh, this is not the way a believer should leave a ministry. So you don't want to do that. Because how you leave... A place of service is just as important as, uh, as knowing that God wants you to leave. And when God is truly in, decision, in the decision, and you've really prayed about it, and although the transition is painful, it's successful to the glory of God. See, that's why you have to know that God's in this. Because when, that transition, when the transition pains hit, if you don't know it's God, that can really um, have a major influence on how you move forward. It can also, it can also have an influence on, on people you leave behind, uh, uh, how you, when, when it's a situation of if you leave poorly. Um, the Holy Spirit will always lubricate the machinery, and then the work will go on. You see, because your attitude ought to be positive and not negative, and you have to look at it as God not taking something away. He's up opening up the door to something new. And uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you, can, you can't look back uh, because a transition time can be a good testimony um, when you let people know what God has done for you, you see? Um, like that situation that I had. I mean, I could always look back and say, I mean, I look at that and say, hey, I know this God was in this because of this gentleman telling me that he was praying about that. See, that was a witness. That's a testimony. And um, so, you know, you want to you be positive. And you're not, you don't want to just leave on a negative note because many people, it can be the best thing in the world, best for everybody around you. Leave in the wrong way, it just destroys the whole transition. Um, but, on the same, on the other side of the coin, your attitude ought to be that, hey, it's goodbye to the past and hello future. Hello new opportunity. So, 
And the other thing is, it's always a good time when you're leaving, and this goes in the the business world as well, it's always a good time to thank the people who have helped you, and especially to tell them that their new leader deserves the same kind of loving support that they gave you. Uh, It's also a, you also want to thank those that you uh, were responsible to, those above you in authority. You want to thank them for the opportunities and for the blessings and for their working with you. And uh, even if you don't fully agree with your your successor, um, you want to make it easy for him or her to take over the command. Uh, you don't want to make it more difficult for them. Because remember, uh, if God is in it to move you out, there's a good chance that God is in that person to move them in. So... Uh, you want to make sure that you make no, um, you, you don't want to harm that situation in any way. And don't be a party to any undercover resistance movements. And once you leave, don't hover or meddle, because people will do that as well. You know, they're, they're gone, but then they want to hover and meddle into the affairs and then that interferes with the new person taking over. So you don't want to do that. And uh, you just want to basically treat your successor the way you want your predecessor to treat you when you move to your new ministry position because you will re- eventually reap what you sow. You know, we read that in Scripture all the time. So anyway, uh, I trust that this was uh, helpful to you or maybe a blessing to you. I know... These things are really a help to me in my ministry. And um, even with this Ephesians project, this was all based on uh, God or, or people, you know, God speaking to me through Scripture and through preaching, of, through preachers, uh, things that I've heard, ministry sermons that I've heard when I was going over things. And uh, when I got the word about this Ephesians project starting this up, that was all while I was hearing the word of God preached. And uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I won't go into that today, but well, that was really great. But I knew it was God because it came to me through the Word of God, through His Word preached. And uh, so that was really a blessing. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in and keep, keep coming back. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying this. Hopefully it's helping you. And uh, again, we really need a heart of Christian service. This will really help you when you have that true heart of service. And uh, that's why we're doing this. So anyway, God bless and have a great day. Till next time, God bless and we'll see you then.